Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Okay, real quick, full disclaimer. Back when I was 36 years old, I had a cluster of symptoms that I really couldn't identify because I was dealing with a whole lot of issues at once. Now, I'm not sure this has ever happened to you where you've got a number of hormonal imbalances and it can be so challenging to pinpoint what's going on because they all work in tandem with each other. But one of the most disruptive issues I was struggling with was unopposed estrogen, also known as estrogen dominance. Now, how I knew besides testing it, I did test, but how I really knew was that I put a ton of weight on, especially in my hips, butt, and thighs, and in my belly as well. I had migraines that came back with a vengeance, always the day before or on my period like clockwork. And my boobs would grow like two sizes right before my period, and they were heavy and lumpy, and let's not even get into my periods. Those were also heavy, and it seemed like they lasted forever. Now, I remember growing up, and my mom would tell me that my periods were basically gonna suck, and they did. They were always heavy and painful and it seemed like I was always dealing with some level of hormonal imbalance between progesterone and estrogen. And let me tell you, estrogen often won. And she often does, that's why I call her the queen bee. Now I wanna fast forward to today real quick. And my menstrual cycle has come back online and I've been paying close attention to my levels because I have struggled with estrogen dominance multiple times in my life. My mom has, my sister has, my sister is really recovering from it right now. I'll get into her story a little bit. And I also know that I am in the early stages of perimenopause when most women start to see signs and symptoms of estrogen dominance. Because here's the deal. At some point, all women will have some level of unopposed estrogen in perimenopause due to the imbalance, really a natural imbalance of progesterone and estrogen. And what I have noticed, especially in the recent years, is more and more women, even young women, are struggling with levels of low progesterone and increased amounts of estradiol for a number of reasons. Especially after the pandemic, whoa, I have seen numbers of estrogen dominance soar. And that's why I wanted to spend time today to talk about what is estrogen dominance and what we can do about it. Like how can we actually reverse these disruptive symptoms? Because I don't know about you, they were disruptive for me. Like they rocked my world and they are rocking millions of women. Right now we know that estrogen dominance is at an all time high for women 35 and older. It's been linked to things like allergies, autoimmune disorders, breast cancer, uterine cancer, infertility, ovarian cysts, increased blood clotting, and associated with acceleration of the aging process. Yes, estrogen dominance can make us old. (laughs) Now, before I get into everything you need to know about estrogen dominance, and most importantly, what we can do to reverse these symptoms, I wanna offer a quick assessment. Now, I love assessments because I feel like they can be really helpful in figuring out if you're struggling with something, but you can't seem to put your finger on it. Now, as I list out the most common sign and symptoms of estrogen dominance, I want you to do this super quick assessment with me. You can do a mental assessment, or if you're sitting down somewhere, you can actually like, you know, jot a couple of little check marks down to see if you have got a couple of these things going on. Now, if you're experiencing two or more of these symptoms, it's very possible that you're experiencing some level of estrogen dominance or hormonal imbalance. 
Again, like all things, it's always a sliding scale, right? You could be on the early side of it. Like when I was younger as a teenager, I absolutely had estrogen dominance. But again, it was just a few signs and I just kept being brushed off as, oh, that's just what your menstrual cycle is like, or oh, that's just what periods are like, or oh, just periods suck, right? I just thought I fell into the periods sucked category. I never thought I was actually dealing with an issue, especially for young girls who are often dismissed and gaslit and just told that we're supposed to have, you know, menstrual issues, we're supposed to have menstrual cramps, right? All this. It's not true. Something's going on. There's an imbalance happening that we've got to identify. And then as we get older, especially into our 30s and our 40s, we start to notice that these are accelerated. So again, if you are experiencing two or more of these symptoms, you could be on a sliding scale of the hormonal imbalance of too much estrogen opposing progesterone. So without further ado, let's get into it. It's estrogen dominance assessment time. So are you struggling with decreased sex drive, irregular or abnormal menstrual periods, bloating, constipation, breast swelling and tenderness again so you're noticing that they're getting bigger over time before your period maybe they're fibrocystic like kind of ropey and hard next headaches or migraines especially right before your period or at your period mood swings often things like irritability anxiousness maybe even depression weight gain or fat gain particularly around the abdominal area hips thighs and butt hair loss a sluggish metabolism Foggy thinking, like brain fog, memory loss, you're just struggling to remember where your keys went, feeling tired, especially in the afternoon, cravings, trouble sleeping, maybe you're dealing with insomnia, and then obviously PMS symptoms, whether it's low back pain, or it's mood swings, or it's bloating, or it's migraines, whatever kind of feels. If you feel like you're really dealing with intense PMS symptoms, definitely look out for estrogen dominance. Okay. Now that I've listed the biggest indicators for unopposed estrogen or estrogen dominance, did you get a chance to take that assessment? Now, if you haven't, I definitely just push the backwards button and go back a couple seconds, 10 to 20 seconds, and see if you can catch those and just check in, right? Is your body needing a reset? Is your body needing to get estrogen and progesterone back in balance? As I mentioned earlier, if you're experiencing two or three or more of these signs, it is time to address this head on by loving up on your liver, your gut, and your hormone pathways. Now, the good news is that you absolutely can reverse this, right? That's what the topic of this episode is all about. I wouldn't make it the topic of this episode if it wasn't true. I've helped thousands of women reverse their symptoms of estrogen dominance. I've helped friends and family, even myself, multiple times reverse it. So I just wanted to make sure that you got clarity on the assessment and just note that we can address this head on. And what's so great, when we address something like estrogen dominance, there are so many other side benefits as well because you can also be addressing insulin resistance, chronic stress, gut and liver issues. I mean, it's all kind of tied together. So as we address these disruptive symptoms, you may also even see side benefits as well. Now, why this matters? I wanted to share a little story with you because this really hits close to home. Not only have I struggled with estrogen dominance, but it has been something that has run in my family. And I have a feeling that it has run in many, many families out there. Many women will see moms and sisters and aunts struggling with the same thing. Now, last year, 
my sister, who just turned 41, was diagnosed with two serious issues related to estrogen dominance. The first was the thickening of her uterine lining with severe heavy bleeding and fibrocystic breast. Now, both diagnoses flagged potential cancer risks and led to a lot of further testing for uterine and breast cancer, which was extremely scary. And it literally felt like forever while we all waited for results. Luckily, she didn't have any cancer. She was negative on both uterine and breast cancer, but her doctors were very, very, very concerned. And it felt like her hormone issues got out of control very quickly for my sister. Now, I immediately put her on my estrogen dominant supplement protocol to decrease any further risk and significantly reduce her symptoms. Because although the cancer scare was the scariest part, my sister had been struggling for a while. I had no idea. When she finally came to me and told me what they were suspecting, I immediately knew that she was struggling with really severe symptoms, like very elevated. Remember when I talked about estrogen dominance being on a spectrum? You know, some of the early signs are PMS symptoms and heavy bleeding, but man, the later signs could potentially be cancer, could be severe fibrocystic breast to the point where anytime you touch your boobs, it's so, so painful, or severe migraines. So again, it's important when we do that assessment earlier that you kind of get a sense of like, okay, am I dealing with some early stages of this? Is this something I should clean up? I know for me, I'm always continuing to love my gut and liver. I wanna keep making sure that I am metabolizing estrogen because as I've shared a lot on the show and I've shared a lot on Instagram and other places, estrogen is one of those hormones where we gotta use it and lose it. And I'm talking about we need to be processing it out 24 seven. And if we don't have the gut and liver support to do so, that's when we start to see that unopposed experience happen. So by far, the biggest risk associated with estrogen dominance is hormone-dependent cancer, including both breast cancer for men and women, and then also uterine and ovarian cancers in women, prostate cancer in men. Now, breast cancer specifically is more rampant than ever. One in eight women will get breast cancer in her lifetime, sometimes related to estrogen dominance, not always, but often we see that connection, that correlation. Now, other big chronic issues that can arise from estrogen dominance are autoimmune conditions. This is because high levels of estrogen can enhance the inflammatory response of the immune system, increasing antibodies that target your own body's tissues, like Hajimoto's. So when I was dealing with a plethora of different symptoms back at 36 years old, I didn't realize I was dealing with Hajimoto's, I was dealing with a little bit of insulin resistance, and I was definitely dealing with estrogen dominance. And because the issues felt so different in some instances, it was really hard for me to diagnose. So I just wanted to speak into estrogen dominance can absolutely be connected to an autoimmune condition or can be connected to you know other hormone issues that you're dealing with. Um, and that's why, again, I wanna speak so much about this today because I'm seeing the connected dots all over the place for women of like, okay, this could be one of the root causes. And again, there are deeper root causes that drive estrogen dominance, which I'm gonna get into. So what I wanna do is in order for you to understand a little bit about how estrogen impacts our body, I wanna briefly break down the role estrogen plays in our body and the interplay between estrogen and progesterone. Now each of us naturally produce the hormone estrogen in our adrenals and actually we produce three different types of estrogen. And it's stored in our adrenal glands and our fat tissues as well as our ovaries in women and testes in men. Now estrogen is absolutely necessary. I call it a build you up hormone, similar to growth hormone and testosterone. We need it 
for childbearing, for keeping cholesterol in check, for protecting our bone health, for keeping insulin sensitive. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to estrogen. And estrogen is balanced by progesterone to keep everything in check because both of these hormones need to be imbalanced. Now, estrogen and progesterone do a beautiful dance together every single month while we are cycling. We can't function without them, and we can only function well when both of these partners are dancing really well together. And here's how these two interact when it comes to balancing each other out every single month. Now, while we have our menstrual cycle, and while it's normal, estrogen is the dominant hormone for the first two weeks leading up to ovulation during the follicular phase, and then estrogen is balanced by progesterone during the last two weeks during the luteal phase. Now, as a woman enters perimenopause starting around as early as 35 years old, we can begin to experience anovulatory cycles. That is cycles where no ovulation occurs or it's just subpar ovulation, which means we get no progesterone or maybe we produce less progesterone than normal. And at this point, estrogen can often go unopposed causing symptoms. Now, skipping ovulation is however, only one potential factor in estrogen dominance. In many countries, such as the US, there are many other causes. So we see this in women in Canada, in Europe, in Australia, all over the world, right? But especially in the US. So here are some of the other root causes or drivers of estrogen dominance outside of having a imbalance between progesterone and estrogen. So excess exposure to environmental xenoestrogens. So a number of chemical compounds, solvents, parabens, and obesogens like phthalates, BPA, persistent organic pollutants, found in consumer products such as cleaners, Glade plugins, plastic bottles, vinyl, shampoo, makeup, nail polish, mascara, plastic flip-flops, receipts from your grocery store. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. The use of synthetic estrogens such as birth control pills and hormone replacement therapy can absolutely drive estrogen dominance. Eating the standard American diet or living the standard American lifestyle. This diet consists of non-organic food sources and processed foods contain high amounts of pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate, as well as growth hormones and antibiotics that are fed to conventionally fed animals. Toxins in our food we know contribute to endocrine disruption due to gut issues like leaky gut, liver issues, gallbladder problems, and hormone pathway disruption. Also, excess body fat greater than 28%. Again, because we store and also make estrogen in our fat cells, our adipose cells, when we have greater body fat, we will have more estrogen. We just make more of it. Next is leaky gut, gut dysbiosis, and constipation, which inhibits phase three liver detoxification by disrupting our estrobolome, which is the gut bacteria that metabolizes estrogen. Next, probably a really big player here, definitely a big player for me, was chronic stress, which we know impacts the gut, liver, and thyroid and reduces progesterone levels, which lends to this imbalance. Next is unresolved trauma that can manifest into hormone issues and gut and liver issues too. Poor liver function, and this is big because literally the liver, one of its number one jobs is to eliminate hormone metabolites, especially estrogen metabolites, through phase one, the intermediate, and phase two detoxification pathways. Nutrient deficiencies that impair phase one and phase two liver detoxification and methylation. Medications, smoking, and alcohol, obviously these significantly burden the liver and boost estrogen dominance. Sugar consumption and insulin resistance also negatively impact the liver, causing it to get sluggish and not process estrogen properly. 
Gene mutations such as the COMP mutation and the MTHFR mutation also impairs our ability to methylate and detoxify our hormones out of our liver and out the system. And then, you know, if I want to dive deeper into this, certain MTHFR and COMP mutations harshly affect the methylation cycle and therefore lead to hormonal imbalances. One of the most common side effects of methylation deficiency is estrogen dominance. This occurs because of the inability to remove estrogen due to the lack of methylation, right? We need to methylate those estrogens and then send it on through the gut, have them packaged and then removed through bowel movements. And so what happens when we're not able to methylate this estrogen, it ends up recirculating into the blood and going back to the liver, just burdening the liver even more. So just something to be thinking about. And a lot of us don't know if we have an MTHFR or a COMP mutation. I personally, I have a COMP mutation. So I, I struggle with methylation. That's why I am so on top of my methylated B vitamins every single day, right? There's things that we can do to fix this. And there's things that we can do to prevent or preemptively ensure that we're methylating no matter what. We just have to be really on top of our supplements. Okay. That's a lot of root causes for estrogen dominance, hence why I'm seeing so many women struggling with this right now. So I just wanna take a moment and just have you think about, are any of these causes something that you're dealing with right now or that you know could have contributed to some of the symptoms that you're dealing with? I know for me, chronic stress, unresolved trauma, poor liver function, nutrient deficiencies, sugar consumption, these were all issues that I was dealing with. And you know, like I said, it's a gradient. You know, There could just be a couple of these root causes or it could just be simply that some of us have a propensity more towards low levels of progesterone and higher levels of estradiol. Again, I think it's one of those things that we just have to stay on top of, loving our gut, loving our liver, making sure our hormones are balanced so that things don't spill over, right? Like we're seeing unopposed estrogen do so for so many women out there. So what I wanted to share is I wanna go straight into the steps to address and reversing estrogen dominance. You know, I've done a lot of episodes where I go into the three different ways why estrogen dominance happens inside of the body, in the liver, but I wanna just skip right to, you know, what we can do to naturally reverse estrogen dominance. And when it comes to treating patients or it comes to treating women who come to me, I really use a three-step approach to help you minimize the exposure of dirty estrogen metabolites and safely eliminate toxins from your liver and gut. And I'm gonna be going to a ton of more detail in my upcoming estrogen dominance webinar next week. It's gonna be next Tuesday in case you wanna learn more. And I'm gonna have the link in the show notes for this episode, or you can just go to drmarisa.com slash estrogen class. Again, it'll be in the show notes in case you wanna just go click and get registered. So step one for me is all about daily lifestyle prevention strategies that you can literally begin to implement today. And you may already be doing a lot of these already, which is a yes, yes for me. So the first thing is really eating hormone-loving foods. Remember, we're talking about supporting our gut and our liver here. So we wanna eliminate all foods from our diet that contain hidden estrogens, including conventional meat, dairy products, and produce, and meaning like pesticide sprayed produce, that type of thing. So we wanna opt for grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic, wild, whenever possible to avoid added hormones, pesticides, fertilizers, and the use of conventional farming methods. Eat a lot of green leafy plants and cruciferous veggies like arugula, broccoli sprouts, and cabbage. I'm not gonna lie, since we've been in Italy, veggies are not as easily to come by. I am feeling the difference. You know, a lot of pasta here, a lot of bread. Oh my gosh, it's just not how we eat at home. We, we don't even have bread inside of our house. I haven't been here since 2018, and I just feel like I've made such massive changes. I love being here, 
But I will say, we've been searching high and low for salads every single day. It's a little bit different than I'm used to eating at home when I, I am really excited, although we've loved being here, to get back to our dandelion greens, our avocado, our asparagus, the cruciferous vegetables, insane amounts of arugula that we consume every single month. Like we eat a lot of foods that have sulforane in them because I know that our gut and liver need as much, you know, cruciferous, high fiber, you know, high sulforane loving foods as possible. And, you know, when I created my 14 day detox, which I'm gonna launch January, 2023, that's a lot of what's in it is these really high sulforane loving foods that support the liver and the gut. But I make them so yummy and I make them so easy to prepare so that it's just, it's very seamless to integrate into your life. Next, I think it's super important to filter your water. You know, we have a lot of pollution and runoff and hormone disruptors and heavy metals and toxins and endocrine disruptors. They're just rampant in our drinking water supply. So having water filters installed in your taps and your shower heads, we're getting a whole water filter system this year. But right now we use Berkey water filters for drinking water and shower heads in our house. Next is gonna be supplementation. Now I'm gonna go deep into this in the webinar as well. But hands down, supplements are one of the best and most powerful levers that you can pull to move excess estrogen out of the body. If food is great and food needs to be consistent on a daily basis, but if you want to reverse symptoms of estrogen dominance, it's gotta be supplements. And supplements are gonna specifically support your liver detox pathways and your gut. So supplements that are really gonna move the needle here are gonna be diendolmethane, I'll dim for short, great for supporting phase one liver detoxification pathways. Amino acids, essential amino acids are gonna be important here. Calcium deglutarate and broccoli seed extracts to promote the proper elimination of excess estrogen in phase two liver detoxification because we have to address both phases. You can't address phase one and then not address phase two you're gonna have a clog somewhere in the system, and if you only fix one phase, it's just gonna spill over into the next phase, and you're gonna still have that clog. So we've gotta not only unclog phase one, we have to unclog phase two, and then unclog phase three. And supplementation is the fastest way to unclog these systems. Resveratrol is another favorite of mine. All the B vitamins, but B6, B12, B9 are gonna be huge. Choline, I also love methylated B vitamins, magnesium oxide, choline, vitamin C, vitamin E. These are all game changers. Glutathione, NAD, and then also to help support and boost progesterone levels to eliminate things like night sweats, hot flashes, period problems, heavy bleeding, migraines, Vitex and black cohosh are gonna be major players here. Again, I go through so much of the protocol inside of the webinar like what exactly you need to be taking, how often, when, all of that. But I just wanted to give you an overview of some of the most critical supplements that are necessary to clear that excess estrogen quickly. Next, it's important to use non-toxic cleaning personal care products. We gotta ditch all those chemical products, right? Because they are just wearing on our system and they're up-leveling the amount of xenoestrogens in the body. Again, ditch the plastic bottles and containers. I brought Yetis with us on this trip, so we've been drinking a lot of water out of our Yetis and drinking out of glass water bottles. But it's hard when you're traveling or when you're going places, plastic is everywhere. So do your best, at the very least at home, drink out of your hydro flasks, your Yetis. I have a Stanley cup in front of me right now. We also use Pyrex at home, stainless steel, and it's great, it's reusable, it's sustainable, it's just the better way to go. And then minimizing heavy metal exposure by buying organic and again, using those water filters. 
And then the big one too, I always say this is like the insidious kind of behind the scenes is reducing our daily perceived stress. For me, this was always a big trigger for my hormonal imbalances and my chronic fatigue multiple times throughout my life. We know that chronic fatigue and chronic stress leads to the co-elevation of cortisol and insulin, the suppression of certain anabolic hormones, the increase of estrogen, the decrease of progesterone. Cortisol is a progesterone blocker at the cellular level, which can also lead to estrogen dominance. So again, just having those self-care practices in place. I use my self-care journal every single day. I brought it here with me in Italy because I know how critical it is. And walking, get outside and walk, get out in nature. I've been averaging 15,000 steps every single day since I've been here. That's the one thing about Italy is you just walk everywhere. But again, like having those things in place. So that's the step one, right? Step one is lifestyle. Step two is a supplement protocol that really addresses the liver and then also addressing the gut. So now that you've got a list of recommendations for step one, I just wanna quickly share a story of a patient that I supported back in March this year. Her name was Danielle, and she ended up following my full-on estrogen protocol. So I, I looked at her labs, and again, can you start treating estrogen dominance without labs? Yes. Is it worth looking at? Sure. I know I run labs. So after looking at her labs, it was very clear that she was not clearing estrogen effectively through her liver and probably through her gut as well. We definitely did some gut cleanup. And no surprise, she was also dealing with a lot of stress at home due to taking care of her mom and taking care of her kids at home while trying to work a high stress job. And, you know, as a mama, I felt so much for her because having to take care of your mom and your kids and work a job, like I can imagine that her stress levels were just on high alert. And like many women, she had her hands full caretaking for multiple generations. Now, I immediately implemented a liver support supplement protocol that was specific to clearing estrogen and addressed some of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that were causing many of her symptoms. That way she experienced symptom relief very quickly. Now I'm a big proponent of that. Like I get that healing takes a minute, but if I can move the lever quickly and get someone to feeling better sooner, I'm gonna do that, especially if I can do it naturally. Now, although food was a critical part of her gut and healing journey, it just doesn't move the needle very fast. I believe that those are mainstays that we just gotta do every single day. Like I think our bodies need daily detoxing, our bodies need daily liver and gut support, but when we're dealing with severe symptoms of estrogen dominance, we need something a little bit stronger to get the job done. Now due to Danielle's very serious symptoms and crazy busy lifestyle, she really needed a solution that worked quickly. She needed to experience some quick wins really to start feeling like herself, to start feeling like the mama she wanted to be and to feel like she had the energy to do it all. So like most women I see, Danielle was very low in her B vitamins, vitamin C, selenium, magnesium, key antioxidants, and her progesterone levels were practically in post-menopause range. So I recommended activated B vitamins, a liver support blend with lots of critical antioxidants, and diendol methane. I also added to her supplement regimen my hormone balance supplement because it has calcium deglutarate, broccoli seed extract to promote proper elimination of excess estrogens. It's got vitamins B12, B6, and folate to promote proper cell differentiation. It has the Vitex, the black cohost to help boost progesterone levels. I mean, hormone balance, if you're not on that supplement, oh my goodness. That supplement is like a dream come true. So I got her on that. And then I also added a little bit of progesterone serum to address the mood swings, the stress, and to help ease the heavy bleeding and the terrible periods. And she used the progesterone serum, my progesterone store, the second part of her cycle after she ovulated. 
Now, after 60 days of taking the supplements and implementing the food and self-care recommendations, I'm going to tell you, Danielle was a completely different person. I could literally hear in her voice the moment I got on the phone with her. She sounded more energized, happier, and her biggest win was that the crazy heavy bleeding that she was experiencing was down to just normal bleeding. Like, it was gone. She was able to almost fully reverse her estrogen dominance in 60 days, but there were some lingering symptoms going on. Again, we got her all the way to, like, early symptoms. So I recommended the protocol for another 30 to 60 days in case, and really to continue these supplements, some of them, on a daily basis, like the hormone balance. Because oftentimes our bodies just need a little support on the daily to maintain these happy hormones. I take hormone balance every single day along with my magnesium support, my magnesium restore, and my methylated B vitamins because those are just things our bodies are needing every single day to help support that gut and liver. Now that I shared some of the protocol that got Danielle's epic results, I want to invite you to my upcoming class on how to fully reverse symptoms of estrogen dominance at any age. Now, I have been teaching this class for a couple of years now, and thousands of women have used the protocols to reverse their symptoms of estrogen dominance. And for me, that is such a win. Now, as I've shared with you before, I have become very passionate about this important area of women's health because I've seen it impact my mom, my sister, and myself, along with so many other friends and family. See, symptoms of estrogen dominance happen to so many of us, especially to women during perimenopause, but it can really happen at any age. And it is a critical hormone imbalance that we deserve a solution for. And that is why I am hosting this class next Tuesday, August 22nd, and you are invited to attend for free. Even if you can't attend, be sure to register because I will send out a replay and this knowledge is going to go so much deeper than what I did here in this podcast today. And as a bonus for attending, you're going to get my free top 10 herbs and liver superfoods guide with recipes. Oh my gosh, these recipes are amazing. And I'm going to be giving away prizes in real time during the class, including my best-selling Essentially Whole Progest Restore and Hormone Balance Supplements. So I highly recommend registering for free at drmarisa.com slash estrogen class. And I'm going to have the link inside of the show notes. So it's super quick to go and register and you will be all set to attend on Tuesday, August 22nd. I want to say it's going to be 4 p.m. Pacific Center Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Center Time. And as always, I just want to say thank you so much for coming in on the show and listening. This is, again, such a big topic that's happening to so many women, especially here in the U.S. And so I'm really glad to have you here. If you learned anything new or if you felt like you got a lot of value out of today's episode, please subscribe to the show and take a moment to rate the show. Not only does that help to support the show, but also it helps more women find this show so that when they are wanting to discover what's going on with their body, how to heal their body, how to become a CEO of their health, they're going to be able to find this show so much easier and really open that pathway to getting the solutions that they deserve. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.